Welcome to this week's Heathcliff. My name is Dave. This is the first episode, the first real episode of this week's Heathcliff. There was a trailer episode I did a couple weeks back, but this is the first real one. And thank you for listening to it. I'm not entirely sure what this podcast is, but to be fair, I'm not entirely sure what Heathcliff is. I'll begin, though, with a question. What is it to be understood? Why is it important? Is it important? How often in our lives do we try to be understood, and how often are we successful? I spend a lot of my day with dogs. I'm a dog walker professionally, if that's a profession. It's interesting to spend so much time with creatures that are in some ways much harder to understand because they cannot speak and they have a limited frame of reference, but in some ways are much easier to understand than people because dogs have a very, very limited set of desires. But still, do I understand dogs? Do dogs want to be understood? Can dogs understand what understanding is? Do they know that I am a creature that can understand them if they could only explain to me what they want? Aside from overthinking things like that, I'm a 40-year-old man. I have pretty serious anxiety. I'm a performer. And, like I said, a dog walker. I'm married. I live in Queens. I'm relatively obsessed in a non-ironic way with Heathcliff Comics. And for its part, Heathcliff was created in 1973 by a man named George Gately. And while it is about an orange cat that's kind of an asshole, it predates Garfield by five years. Heathcliff's 45. Garfield, like me, is about 40 years old. Heathcliff is syndicated in a thousand papers nationwide. George Gately, in 1994, invited his nephew, Peter Gallagher, to join him in writing the comic. And in 1998, Gallagher took over. He's been writing it ever since, so for about 20 years now. What I know about both Peter Gallagher and George Gately is that they wanted to be musicians. And it's not clear that they wanted to be cartoonists. But, and we get into this in a subsequent episode that I recorded recently with my friend Morgan, you'll hear in a few weeks. It's impossible to be fired from a syndicated comic. The comics industry in... in, newspapers is completely exhausted. Nobody's making new ones. No one's hiring new people. And the only people who are reading comics at this point are the elderly. Kids don't open a newspaper. Kids don't know what a newspaper is. The elderly read comics because it reminds them 
of their youth. And that brings us to this week's Heathcliff. I don't know much about what this podcast is going to be in the same way that I don't know much about what Heathcliff is now. But I know I'm going to look at Heathcliff Comics. The title of the podcast is This Week's Heathcliff, so I'll probably do this weekly, but maybe more frequently or less frequently. I don't know if I'll do more than one comic. I don't know if I'll do just one comic. I don't know if I'll talk about solely Heathcliff. But there's one comic from this week. Wednesday, March 21st, 2018. You can look at at it if you like, but I hope you'll let me explain it to you first. Heathcliff is dead center in the panel. He's lying on his back on a bench press bench. And he's raising above him what looks to be a pretty significant weight doing a bench press. We can see that he's in a gym. There are racks of weights around him. Most of the gym is colored in a weird sepia yellow. The bench press itself is gray. There's a counter towards the back of the gym. Behind it is a plant, which is also sepia yellow. Through the back window, which has the word Jim written backwards, we can see the buildings of a city. You'll come to understand that most establishments are established in the Heathcliff universe this way. A backwards business establishment title, gym, store, meat shop, in a window through which you can see a city. Standing behind the counter as well as the plant are two employees of the gym, two relatively fit-looking people wearing blue collared shirts. We can only see the pants of one of them. He's standing slightly outside of the counter and wearing blue pants and yellow sneakers. He has orangish hair standing to his right, behind, fully behind the counter with her hands on the counter. Is a woman. She has blonde hair. There's one other person in this comic. He's spotting Heathcliff standing behind him helping him with the weights in a, tri- in a traditional spotter's stance. The spotter is wearing a red shirt, blue pants, and has a towel around his neck. I know we haven't really established much about the artwork in Heathcliff, but having had a semi-obsessive feeling about Heathcliff for some time now, I want to assure you that this person's face is drawn completely unusually for Heathcliff. There's much more detail on the ears, 
there's a, a toothy smile that he has. His nose is a button nose. He has eyebrows. You almost never see these things in Heathcliff. He has dark hair and a kind of strange shaped face. The man behind the counter is saying to the woman, and we know this, he's saying something to the woman because her mouth is not drawn at all and his is open. And that's how you know who's speaking in the Heathcliff verse. He's saying something, and that's the caption of the, co- of the cartoon. The caption of the cartoon, the single panel, is He occasionally works out with Dondi. D O N D I, Dondi. Now, if you're like me, you said, What the fuck is Dondi just now? Good question. If you go to the Googles or Wikipedia, you can find out that Dondi was a comic strip. It was about a a war orphan. It was started in September of 1955, and it ran for about 30 years until June of 1986. In many ways, the backstory of Dondi is heartbreaking. He's a war orphan. He's from Italy. He has no memory of his parents. He's taken in by soldiers. He's adopted. There's a lot of, for a cartoon for children, a lot of death in Dondi's life. He changes hands more than once. The Wikipedia entry contains the line, Dondi was considered by some to be repellently wholesome. I'm pretty into comics. You know, I, growing up, like I said, I'm 40. Growing up, I uh, was a huge fan Calvin Hobbes of Farside and others. We had a really good comic section in the in the Boston Globe. I grew up in Brookline, Massachusetts. Um, I had never fucking heard of Dondi. Dondi is almost as old has been out of comics for almost as long as I've been alive. And for some reason, Peter Gallagher, who now writes Heathcliff, and who's not much older than me, put him in Heathcliff comics as Heathcliff's weight spotter. As far as I can tell, and I haven't done a lot of investigation, there's nothing about Dondi that either implies that he would be a weight spotter or particularly puts him in opposition to the idea of being a weight spotter, aside from the fact that he is pictured as a child. 
but you know, he's a war orphan and he's been through some shit, so he's probably pretty tough. For the life of me, I cannot figure out why this reference is being made. What Gallagher is going for here. And I really like that. I really like that. I really like the idea that there's just something unknowable here. That maybe Gallagher just wanted to remind everybody that at one point Dondi existed. That he was a thing that was in comics. Even if you're old. I'm not old, but I'm older. (laughs) And even if you're old, are you going to remember Dondi? Are you going to care about Dondi, about seeing Dondi? Are you going to be like, ah, Dondi, cool. That's great. I saw Dondi today. (laughs) You have the internet. You can go back to it. If if you don't know about the internet, well, I don't know. Are you... (sighs) Maybe it is going to be cool for, like, some people in their 70s. People my parents' age to see Dondi again in their their newspaper. But are those people <laughs> going to understand why Dondi is spotting an asshole orange cat? Is, any, is that meant to be understood? What is it to be understood? And how is it how important is it? How important is it to an artist to maintain some amount of obscurity in their work, of impenetrability in their work? Yeah, I don't know. I don't have answers here. Anyway, that's this week's Heathcliff for this week. Thanks for listening. You can find this on iTunes. You can go to anchor.fm and find it there. You know the drill. Please rate us, review us. If you like it, tell your friends. If you hate it, don't tell anybody you know honestly it's just great that you're listening really I mean that like if you're listening if you heard this in any way you've already done more than just about anybody deserves for anything I'm making this because I want to and if people listen, if people like this, that's great. I think Peter Gallagher is doing the same thing. There's no real way to rate Heathcliff online. And if so, if he managed to game some algorithm where Heathcliff became more popular, or if some algorithm on iTunes decided that I had achieved some amount of popularity that allowed this week's Heathcliff to be 
in some way, somehow promoted. Would that matter? What matters is the act of creation. Right? I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm asking. So you can leave a comment <laughs> if you like and let me know. Thanks for listening.